This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because actually, when I first met you, I actually did judge you a bit because you weren't conscious of saving like I was, where like for me, it's like if I can see like a cheaper way of doing it, I was like, oh, let's do that. But you weren't very conscious like that. And so I was just like, but he's the one that's is in college there and I'm not. And there was a bit of like judgment there. So with me and you, when I first met you, I was a saver. Growing up, every single penny my mum ever gave me, pound pocket money, I always saved. Um, and when I met you, you um, it wasn't that you were frivolous with your money, but you were in debt, and I'd never met any... Uh, from, college, from college, I would like to yeah. point out. But actually being Not from... like I had just but being, racked up debt. <laughs> sure, but. but being from England, my college was free. Sure. So I'd never met anybody who had a college debt. Obviously, you were the first American that I dated, so, you know... But it was a shock that you were in debt. Um, and so let's Worried I was going to drag you down? <laughs> well, but, but no, you joke about it. But what if you could have, right? I did for a while, in fairness. So, so let's talk about that. A, where we came together with different types of financial situation. Yeah. Or financial situation. And then when we married, we both had to alter the way we see money and spend money. So... Um, Talk to me about what the key things are that we have to address, first of all, and then how we get through it. So I I really think that people don't understand the need for rules in their life in general. So um, how is money spent? And and this is going to get into a, a sort of overarching theme that I imagine will come up over and over in today's conversation when you're talking about when do opposites become problematic. It's all around values. And that's, that's where people disconnect, that's where countries end up conflicting, is they just can't fathom that there is another valid way to approach the world. It's my way or the highway. And around money, man, you got a lot of like hidden values that people mistake for truth. Like when we first met, I was like, oh, so how much money does your dad give you is basically an allowance. And you were mortified that I would ask that because you had a value that was like, you don't talk about money. And I remember thinking, hmm, this is going to be a problem. Mm. So because, and look, I could not have said, oh, we have a collision of values here. That obviously is something that's come over time. But at the time, it really did hit me as, ooh, when someone has a conflicting value with you, they see the world in a way that you think is worse, less than, it really hits you in a visceral way of like, I don't like this. And when you have a visceral reaction, most people do not know what's happening. They, They just go with their neurochemistry. So they have the visceral reaction. And as Viktor Frankl said, between stimulus and response is a gap. And you get to choose how you respond. And like your whole life is in that moment. So if they know, oh yeah, this visceral response that I'm having 
is because we're having a collision of values. That's precisely what it means. So rather than have the argument about money, this isn't about money, this is about a value system. Mm. So where, what's going on here? So for you, money is not to be discussed. For me, that question wasn't actually about money. It was about open communication. Okay, so that was step one. So we had to process through that. Then you get to the real machinations of money. And I will just say, here's some good advice for anybody, literally no matter what phase of your life you're in. Off the top, pay bills. Then you need to be saving. You wanna save as rapidly as you can to get to the point where you have six months cash on hand, period. I don't care who you are, I don't care what your value system is, this is just reality. And we're recording this in the middle of the COVID-19 crisis, so can anybody say that that would be a bad fucking idea to have six months living expenses? Not, Not cut your life to the quick, the way you live now, you can live without changing a thing for six months. If you're unable to save, your lifestyle is out of control and you need to get your lifestyle to a point where you can save up to that because you only have two levers, the amount of money you make and the amount of money you spend. That's it, homie. So it's one or the other. Now, that is not something that I was good at when we met. That's certainly something that I've gotten more disciplined over time. But even in the beginning of our relationship, when you were like, hey, it's really, um, I come from a saving standpoint, I was like, that actually does make sense. Like, I've always been by myself. I've always kept my expenses very low. But there's no question, that is a very smart way to approach it. So anyway, keep your expenses reasonable. Make sure that you save up enough money. Make sure that your bills get paid. And then after that, make sure that you have spending money that each of you control. So the other stuff is joint, the saving is joint. And whether one of you has a job, you both have a job, you save like that core amount. Now, how you break that up, that's up to them. If it's, all right, you make 30% of the money, I make 70% of the money, then you contribute 30% to all the bills and I contribute 70% to all the bills. To me, that makes sense. I've always been like, I'm always trying to get to the point where it's, it's just, 50-50, right? So in our case, I was the only one making money. But I was like, yo, this is the life that we have chosen. This is 50-50. I don't think of it as my money that I give to her. It's like, this is 50-50. This is the life that we've structured. Which that was something that was actually difficult for me and we had to talk through because I didn't want to think that I had to come to you for permission and that you were making the money and then you were just giving it to me. Me and you, when you went to work and I was going to stay at home, we spoke through it. We sat down from day one all right how much do you think we should say this is how much I think I we should say and we went back and forth and really laid out everything so that we were all were both on the same page from the get-go and we approached that with no judgment of each other because actually when I first met you I actually did judge you a bit because you weren't conscious of saving like I was where like for me it's like if I can see like a cheaper way of doing it oh let's do that but you weren't very conscious like that and so I was just like but he's the one that is in college there and I'm not. And there was a bit of like judgment there. Yeah, I'm not, not, I'm not sure that that's a bad you. thing oh. to be fair. I, I don't know. So how about this? It is a very predictable thing. And when you have a collision of values, guaranteed part of that visceral reaction is judgment. It's they're doing it wrong that the way they do it is wrong, the way that I do it is right. Mm. Now, whether it should be that way or not, we can set aside for a second. I will just say, I don't have a problem with that you judge me when our values collide and I judge you when our values collide. That, that is going to be the discussion, that 
there is a right way to do this, a right way. Now let's define right. What are your goals?、Mm. One of the ways moves you more effectively towards your goals、mm. than the other. So that that's what I mean by right. I don't mean they're better or more worthy.、Okay. I just you... mean that we have a goal. If we're coming at this with opposing values and we have a shared goal, then it's like, well, look at it. Which one of these is actually going to leave it, lead us there? Now, if you haven't come up with shared goals. That's a whole nother thing that you have to talk. In、about. fact, I think that's where we you need to start, right? What is the goals? Like with Quest, right? You came in and you're like, baby, if we do this、um, and it doesn't succeed, we lose the house. So here I am. You know, we've been married. What was it like? Seven years or something at that point? Eight years. And you came back, and you're like, "We just bought our first house," and I was so freaking excited. You're like, "Yeah, if we lose it, then or if the company doesn't succeed, then we lose it." And so. But in our discussions of agreeing on what our goals are as a team, was what made me say, "Yeah, absolutely." But if we hadn't had the discussion about what are our goals together from the get-go, you coming home and saying, "Oh yeah, I want to, you know, put the house up for, you know, as a risk of a protein bar company," and I have no idea, I've never made a protein bar in my life. I think I probably went, "Are you fucking nuts?" But because I was, we were so invested in, we're going to do this together. We're going to build something amazing together. We're going to make movies. That was definitely the goal at the time. But it's like to make movies, we have to take risks, and so we agreed that that was the path we were going to go on. Yeah. So on goals, there was an episode of Impact Theory I did with a guy named Casper Craven, and he talks about he and his wife were really at a at a dark place. And they weren't sure if they were going to stay together. And they thought, why don't we write down shared goals and spend like a year or two years living towards those goals and see、um, what that does? And he said, even just the act of sitting down and dreaming together, he said, was was so bonding. And he said, we laid out like all of our dreams. You know, here are my seven things I want to do with my life. Here are her seven things she wants to do with her life.、And、he said there was only one that overlapped. And he said they just clung to that one thing.、Mm-hmm. All right, cool. We both share this dream, and now let's go for it. They wrote it down, which is so powerful, and hung it up on the wall, and then just said everything serves that goal.、Mm-hmm. And I, that's so clarifying one for you, and then unifying for a couple. Yes, Super、true. powerful. So just going back to money. So assuming that you have the shared goal of what you're trying to accomplish, then the collisions of values will all revolve around which one is going to move us towards the goal more effectively. And if you can talk like that and not be overly invested, and this is where identity, man, is rough. I've heard it said, I forget by who, but when you touch on someone's identity and say that's a problem, or you're not as good at that, good at that as you think. Ooh, that's when you light people up and they get super defensive. So getting past some of that to be like, oh, I really believe in the goal. The goal I believe in. Anything else that we get into,、ah, I'm open, 